This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. So much to talk about, so little time. Mr. Suter, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Where do you want to start? <laughs> on the quarterback controversies I'm creating? or <laughs> Wow, that's a, that's a great question. A loaded question. Um, yeah, Henry Burris seems to be creating some controversy as well. Uh, where do you yep. want to start? It's your show. Well, let's let's start with the quarterbacks, and okay. uh, you know when Ke- I don't know if you saw it, but Kevin Glenn in the mm-hmm. Saskatchewan BC game looked straight into the camera as we as after he got pulled and Brandon Bridge threw two touchdown passes, <laughs> and Chris Cuthbert and I are are basically starting the conversation. We're we're not saying that they should make a change or that. You know, Brandon Bridge should be the starter against BC this coming weekend. We're just starting the conversation, just, you know, sprinkling a little gasoline on it and just throwing the match mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. letting things happen. Well, it, it happened, and it's been going off in Saskatchewan all day. <laughs> well, well, not only that, I, I think I think Kevin Glenn sort of added, added to the Didn't fire. He- because he sort of looked into the camera and said, hey, quarterback in controversy. So yeah. he, he sort of said it himself. And, and I did watch a little bit of that, and I thought it was funny. But you were just asking the question that every fan in the Canadian Football League was asking. Because you're right. Brandon Bridge comes in, throws a couple of touchdown passes. Gr- granted, that game's a blowout. That game's yeah. a one-sided affair. So maybe not fair to Kevin Glenn. But you're 2-4. You're and four. As I said, you're, you're out of the picture right now in the Western Conference. You've got to be better. This is what we've talked about with Kevin Glenn his whole career, haven't we? You know, he's a good quarterback. Some people want to put him in the great category. Some people want to put him in the Hall of Fame conversation. I don't. I I just think what you see with Kevin Glenn is what you get. And and I was saying that I'm not sure that it's this week that that discussion becomes an, a, a real one. And um, because Kevin, if you look at the body of work from just this year, Kevin Glenn has had them in position to win four games. So they could be at four wins right now with Winnipeg, um, you know, with, with, uh, four Western opponents when you play Winnipeg back to back in their, in their schedule in the next month. So, you know, they would be in a different position if their play of the quarterback was just the determining factor. In other words, did your quarterback get you in a position to win? And he did. They missed two kicks or they, or they win those games. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm not saying you pull the trigger on him right now, but he's a 38 year old journeyman quarterback at this point mm-hmm. who's off to his best start statistically, uh, at least heading into last week. It was his best start statistically of the 17 year career. And so, you know, give him credit for, for that. But if there's not a sense of urgency this week where he is just on getting the ball to their playmakers and throwing touchdown passes without the big mistakes, um, then I think the discussion is a real one. Because how long do you go with what you know? Like, you know what, what he has brought, and it's not just this year when you go back further. So is it time to look at a young quarterback, give him the reins for three, four games, not just a quarter, three, four games. I think it's a real discussion. Um, and there's one sort of starting in B.C. as well. <laughs> and, and again, in a telecast, I, I sort of stoked that fire a mm-hmm. little bit. But that's kind of what we do, Jock. I mean, we, Travis you know, Lule has been great. How do you go back to Jonathan Jennings? I- well, I, I think you go back to Jennings for this reason, because when Lule lost his job, you could make the argument that it was because of injury. So therefore, what's different here? Well, what's different here with Jennings is Lule 
had the injury that lingered with him for two and a half years. Um, through that time, the development of John Jennings accelerated because he got more reps and playing time, and it was determined that this 24-year-old was the future, and he was going to get the start at the beginning of last year. And then put, you know, big yards on the board, showed he's got a huge upside, and sort of the changing of the guard was in process. Now the role for Lule changes. This is over two and a half year period. And now he's the backup. He gets his chance, and we see the 2011 Travis Lule, who's playing his role as as best a, a backup quarterback can do it. So I I think in in order to sort of make sure that your quarterbacks within a season, and that's the difference here with Jennings, we're within a season, and he got hurt. Now he's healthy and coming back. And if you if he loses his his job because of that, then you know, all of a sudden, Travis maybe doesn't play full out because if he got hurt, then he's off the field. I, I think you, as a coach, want your quarterback to know that you're the guy and go play and put it all on the line. And if something happens to you, will you rehab and come back and it's still your job until you lose it or the other guy beats you when you're both healthy? Uh, you know, I think that's the difference. And the difference is Lule's transition happened over a long period of time not just in one season okay let's start one more johnny manzel says he has definitely looked into the canadian football league hamilton owns his rights hamilton is and six zach caleros has been average at best this year uh do we see johnny manzel in the canadian football league anytime soon i i still think that's uh i mean if you want to really start talking about <laughs> circus and um, should he or shouldn't he, or what's it going to be like, or is he going to be focused? Is he going to think that he can just walk on water here, or what is it going to be? Um, before you even go down that road, I think you got to uh, evaluate, first of all, Caleros over the last game. I thought it was his best game in Fair enough. Fair this enough. past weekend. And it was the Caleros of old. So maybe he is just now deciding that, He's going to just have to will this to happen somehow, and and I saw I think we saw a glimpse. So you give him more time there. I'm I'm reluctant with the Johnny Menzel thing. I, I really am. Again, anything that takes your focus away from the goal, the team goal to win football games and win a championship, any individual that puts his own agenda ahead of that team goal, while with the team and disrupts the locker room to a point where it becomes a major distraction. You don't want any part of that. And and if you're adding that element to an 0-6 team, that's, uh, that has disaster written all over it. And then you have a Zach Kolaris who feels like what? That he's, you know, on his way out or not needed or not wanted. I, I, I just don't see it. I really don't. And I'm not sure I'd do it if I was in charge. Are you following the Colin Kaepernick story at all? Because, you know, it's interesting. There's yes, a guy that's, that's blacklisted in the NFL, you know, for his stance. It's quite clear NFL owners want no part of Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I think a very talented player. You know, so many other quarterbacks are being signed. Colin Kaepernick's still looking for a deal. Does he have to come to Canada to get his reputation back? If, if Colin Kaepernick was in the mix, and he, you know, he may be down the road, uh, it, it, that's a very different story. I think that is a a meeting, uh, some due diligence, uh, talking to Kaepernick, asking if he understands no matter how noble the cost, or the, the cause, I should say, no matter how noble it is, 
that he understands that he became a distraction for his team and that distracts you from winning. And and that if he wants to even have the club support, organization support in that cause outside of the game, in the off season for instance, or, you know, in his off day, and the club can support him in some way, then maybe that can be discussed. But if Kaepernick just is standing tall saying, nope, it was my cause and I was doing it and I was using that platform to do it, then I still think it's, it falls under the same category. If Kaepernick comes in in that meeting and says, no, no, I, I understand. It, it was a noble cause. I did it for the right reasons. Um, but I shouldn't have done it in the environment of team first. And nothing matters but winning and, and being there for your teammates, being unselfish and playing the best and hardest you can play. Um, that I that I get, and that won't happen again. And then I think you take a shot with him. Okay. Give him another chance. So one more quarterbacking question before we move on, and that, of course, is in Toronto. Ricky Ray supposed to be out four to six weeks. Now Ricky Ray is practicing again with the Argos. Uh, he claims it's day-to-day. Well, what is the real story with Ricky Ray? Well, today's practice was closed, so the media couldn't get in to see if he was taking real reps. Yesterday he threw... Uh, with, I, I think, you know, I heard that there was, it seemed like there was, I, again, this is people watching, uh, that there was some discomfort there, but he was throwing, but not with the team in the team group. Uh, so that, that'll be interesting. Tomorrow will be the day when they practice and the media will be allowed to be there. And if he takes the number one reps, then Ricky Ray's plan uh, against Montreal this weekend. Uh, if he doesn't, you know, they go to Fajardo or, or maybe even Jeff Matthews. But, um, yeah, I, I think it, it comes down to this practice. That, that was sort of um, one of those reports that got out there early from a okay. reliable source from our David Naylor TSN. Sometimes, as you know, Jock, those can go sideways on you. Um, and he apologized for it because it went from six weeks to maybe this game. Um, the good news is that even if he can't play this weekend, He'll be next weekend. And one other thing on John Jennings and um, and Travis Lule. Travis Lule took a massive hit to the rib cage. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't heard uh, how he's feeling today yet, but this decision might not might be easier for Wally Bono. He might be able to just say, you know what, this is bothering Travis. Let's uh, and and Jennings is ready, so let's go that way. So you wouldn't be surprised if Jonathan Jennings gets the start then in this game. And, and again, you could spin it a lot of different ways if you're Wally Buono. Uh, you will be surprised, though, if Brandon Bridge gets the start for Saskatchewan Rough Riders, or you would not be surprised? Yeah, no, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised on Brandon Bridge. Um, not on Jennings at all. I, I think it will be Jennings when he is 100% healthy. And even, you know, under the, you know, the, the premise that if you're 100% healthy, you wait one more week. Um, they may do that. Again, it depends on Travis's health as well. But I, I would say not surprised at all with Jennings. We'll be surprised if it's Brandon Bridge this week. But if it's another stinker and Kevin Glenn throws a couple of picks and, and you know, less than 150 yards and that kind of game, then the discussion becomes real in Saskatchewan. 
Without a doubt. That's why he is our CFL insider. Glenn, we're going to take a quick time out. We're going to come back. If you have a question for Glenn, easy to call, easy to text. Got a couple of texts already that have come in tonight. 403-974-TALK. 403-974-8255. Toll free out of town. 1-800-563-7770. You can give us a follow on Twitter at Sports on 770. My email address is jock at Newstalk770.com. We will talk about Henry Burris's tweet. Uh, we'll do that right around the corner this is the home of the calgary stampeders by week for the stampeders as sports talk with jock is brought to you by the alberta motor transport association reminding you that speed limits vary in different areas know the limit and stay in the zone He is our CFL insider. He does join us every Tuesday night, every Thursday night here on Sports Talk with Jock. And on the text line, Glenn, we have this question. It says, for Glenn, Reinbold coached under June Jones in Hawaii. June shows up in Hamilton, and Reinbold gets the boot. What gives? I think there was a relationship between Eric Tillman, Kent Austin, and June Jones as well. I mean, June Jones is uh, it's 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 a pretty small fraternity and and um you know I think e- even I have a connection with June Jones when I was in grade 11 going to a quarterback camp in Portland state to get ready for my senior season in high school as a QB running the run and shoot that year I was at a June Jones camp at Portland state there I'm going to ask go. him if he remembers me but uh, <laughs> no hey back to the the Hamilton situation um Something had to be shaken up there. I mean, you know, Kent Austin is got a great relationship with ownership management. I didn't see that happening this year, but he had to do something. So basically, they have changed both coordinators. They've changed their defensive coordinator, um, and they've also, I guess, I mean, they never really said if it was Kent Austin or Steph Tatasic that was coordinating their their offense or who was calling the plays. But let's. Let's call it what it is. This is June Jones coming in to take over the offense eventually and uh, become the coordinator and probably the play caller down the road. Kent Austin alluded to that. And I think Zach Caleros needs him. I think it's, uh, it's a good fit. He runs a spread, you know, run and shoot offense. He has for his entire life. And he'll be able to help Zach, a fresh set of eyes. Another text, this one from Kurt, and Kurt says, the Eskimos have the most injuries, even more than the Stampeders. Who does Glenn think is the real first-place team in the West right now when all is said and done? Well, Calgary's going to hate this, but uh, I, I don't think you can you can take a team that hasn't lost a game and put them in second in anything. I agree. I, I, mean, I agree. At, at the end of the day, it's about winning games, and they have not lost a game. And I, I think what we do sometimes, and that's not to say that they're a better team. I can't wait for the Labor Day head-to-head. I mean, we're, we are setting up for big time back-to-back there. Um, but I think what we do is we, when we're trying to project or, or look at these things and make predictions, we're looking at the personnel, and we're sort of projecting them as great players, starters. So that means that Calgary's better because DeVars Daniels is better than the third-string backup uh, receiver uh, in in uh, you know in Edmonton, or or the the third-string tailback in Edmonton is is not Jerome Messam. So I'm going to take Calgary as the best team. Mm-hmm. But this this Edmonton team has not lost the game. No. Although they should have lost because of Jason Moss's faux pas against <laughs> well, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but uh, hey, they didn't. Big mistake, but 
they bailed them out. They did. And, you know, and they made just enough plays and a drop in the end zone on the last play, <laughs> and they got a little bit lucky. You're right at the end. But um, they're undefeated. They, and they, they are have, undefeated. And, 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 they, and they have 20 guys, yeah. 20 of their starters on the six-game injured list. Well, you know, and, and I thought it was crazy when Calgary had 16. And, and and all I'll say is both these teams have great depth, and once they do get a little healthier, I, I think they are clearly, and again, I'll be a, a homer here, uh, they're the two best teams in the league, and somebody's going to have to knock. You know, you got it's yep. going to take, somebody's got to go through Alberta if you want to win the Great Cup this year. Well, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think they are the two best teams right now. And, what you know, it's not just the the scouting and the depth. I, and that's a big part of it. I agree with you, Jock, but it's not just that. I think it's also the way they approach it. It's the leadership from Dave Dickinson through Bo Levi Mitchell, through guys like Charleston Hughes on defense and their leadership there. And what they do is they expect that practice roster player to be ready. And, you know, that may seem like a simple thing, but a lot of guys sort of take care of their business and practice coaches take care of the starters. Then they lose someone. Then they go to the practice roster and they say, hey, we need you to get up to speed. Well, if you were up to speed the whole time, you don't need to get there. You're already there. So we can put you in and you should be fine. And I think, you know, I, I don't think for a second Dave Dickinson or Bo Levi Mitchell or Mike Riley or Jason Moss, both all four quarterbacks or former quarterbacks, are going to go into their offensive huddle with a guy off the practice roster who now has to be the starter, look him in and say, do you not know this play? <laughs> like, yeah. Those guys hold their teammates accountable, and that's one of the reasons that we see good teams plug and play. So Glenn Suter has a lot in common with Henry Burris. You're both the former CFL stars. You've both won Grey Cup championships. You both work for Bell Media, <laughs> and you both like to stir things up. Henry Burris with the big tweet this weekend. You can't take the leadership of the team away and expect the same results. This is not the same Red Blacks team from the last two years. And boy, uh, the lack of leadership certainly became a hot-button topic in Ottawa this week. Well, did it ever. And... You know, the, when when we discuss some of these things, I say we as in guys that, that analyze the game, and that's what we do. And I wouldn't even put us in the sort of mainstream media category. We're just sort of we're analyze, uh, analysts in the game of football and making observations. And if players get all uptight and excited about it, that's up to them. That's their prerogative. To me, that's a bit of a distraction for them. You know, I, I would prefer them all to say, listen, I, Henry Burris has played this game a long, long time. He's a all-star player, and he, he, he has earned the right to give his opinion. We disagree with it, but he's earned the right to give his opinion. Now, let's move on to the next thing. But they don't. They get all fired up with it, and then it becomes a deal. This is, this is how you interpret 142 characters or whatever it is on Twitter. <laughs> and, and here's how I interpreted it, because just, you know, they did lose a lot of leaders. Oh, on they did. Team, including Henry. Um, and that's not to say they don't have leaders now, but they're brand new to the leadership role. Even Trevor Harris is brand new to being the guy. So he will lead different than Henry Burris led. And that dynamic has to grow and, and get some traction on its own organically. It can't, it can't just happen and say, well, now we've got another good quarterback and he's going to be the same type of leader. They're, they're different guys, so they have to establish their own winning tradition and set their own bar. And that may take a little while. This is, that's the best, by the way, after seven games, one five and one team I've ever seen. I mean, they, they've been one play away from being five and one. 
or five. Yeah, they've lost so many close games. I, I hear you for sure. You're right. I mean, it's yeah. been 12 points. Their, their points for and points against are about 12 points difference. Yeah, it's amazing. And and, and, and what I, what I think is what I think is amazing is they have huge pressures. They're hosting the Grey Cup game this year, and Marcel Desjardins does not want to miss the playoffs. That would be you know a major slap in the face of the fans. So does Marcel Desjardins have to do something? Probably not. They play in the East, so you know they're not they're not out of the playoff picture by any means right now. But there is a lot more pressure in Ottawa. Now I would say a one five and one record that is a disappointment. Oh, it's completely a disappointment, yeah. no question. But it's it's how they've got there that you know I'm analyzing again, and and I think you know play here, play there, and and they win three or four of those games, and it's a different story. But you're right, this is the reality that the East deals with. They deal with a different division, a different conference that is is behind the West as far as just the West is obviously better, um, but. They only have to deal with their reality, which is where are they in the standings compared to the other teams in the East? Because the top two, not not three probably, but the top two in the East are going to make the playoffs, and the and the top team is going to have the bye. So, you know, you you are you are looking at the teams ahead of you, and right now, even Hamilton is saying today at zero and six, it's not over, not near over. We are two games out of getting a playoff spot in the East Division, and that's the reality, so that's what they're looking at. Glenn, we're out of time, but thanks so much for your time. And just to clarify for our Saskatchewan fans, you did say Brandon Bridge is a much better option. No, I'm just kidding you. Uh, you did not say that. Hey, uh, these things get quoted on Twitter quickly, uh, right <laughs> off this show, so let's let's be careful. Uh, you have a great night, man. We'll talk on Thursday. Thanks, Chuck. All right. Glenn Suter, our CFL insider. He joins us every Tuesday night, every Thursday night. we got to take a break for the news at the top of the hour. Then we're going to hook up with Lisa McGregor from Global Sports. Go nowhere. Keep it locked on News Talk 770. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 630 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary. CHQR.